what what is the appropriate amount of butt plugs to own? Seven. Seven. Okay, seriously. Have you ever been in a situation where like you had to loot someone's house for some reason? Not for a butt plug. <laughs> no, 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 no. We weren't looking for butt plugs. Uh, we were looking for valuables, like right, like they're not gonna go back to the house. You gotta look through the house, like you know, make sure there's no jewelry keeps keepsakes, that type of stuff, all that stuff's supposed to be counted. And dude, I shit you not, there's like 30 butt plugs, and we're talking like well used and in like if I were to buy you a butt plug, I would go to the butt plug emporium and I would buy like the you know Rojo Sasquatch edition, like some giant novelty thing. Cause it's a joke. It's like here, Ryan, this is hilarious. But yeah, that's what we were finding and like worn out. It was the most terrifying experience of I think of my entire life. I'm like really traumatically scarred scarred from today. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it it really was. It's just like, and I know these people, and they're not like giant people. These are small people. Like, just, <laughs> does that matter? I think so. If if like if if you if I if you're like a quarter of my size, but I'm finding a butt plug that's like three times the size of my fist, and it's used. Yeah, that's terrifying. I think there's a question that we need to answer here first. What do you think the appropriate size of butt plug is? Because this isn't something I have a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of experience in. But you know, I I, uh, I I can only imagine that not very big is the appropriate size of butt plug. I like that it, during this conversation, there's a baby crying in the background. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you know, appropriately. How do you think you well, get to babies? You're on off plug? the cusp. We don't kink shame. Right, so whatever no. you're into, that's fine. And I feel yeah, like what? you know, butt stuff—that's that's that's a pretty normal fetish thing. So the appropriate amount of butt plugs to own is a non-zero number, you know, all, all, <laughs> considering the law of averages, right? Or, uh, or if it really offends you, a zero number, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm just saying, there's going to be some that have people that have zero, and some people that have not zero. I'm, so that means I'm, there's always. Even if it's a decimal point, you know, there's always some amount of butt plugs that you should own. Like, you know, I'm just really excited for the uh, for the listener mail on the butt plug portion of this podcast. It's it's interesting because there went there went through a period where like uh, I was doing you know a, a lot of casts. I'm doing chores. I'm talking about the farm, and I think I had a couple episodes of this show where there's no reference to dentistry at all and those actually i'd get messages like hey what type of chickens do you have or yeah. i'm gonna get chickens what type of chickens do you recommend getting it's like i've give i've dispensed a lot of farm related advice um on this show uh the, i i think the big thing um as far as listener mail that that things keep coming back to is like a staff management type thing and not even from the standpoint of having staff but getting staff um because it seems like everybody's really hurting everywhere for for warm bodies and they're asking how do you hire when it's such a 
such, I don't know, like a buyer's market where people can kind of demand higher wages and do different things and your people are strapped for people. Like how do you integrate somebody uh, into your culture and set like expectations? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's a very valid question. I think that um, my answer is different from a lot of, a lot of doctors where I work at and or where I practice at and you know I tend to be very adventurous and I'm okay with hiring staff that don't have any dental training and I think that you can get a really good value and a human that's willing to work really hard that doesn't have any prior bad habits if you're willing to hire someone who's not trained and train them on the job obviously there's you know, positions that you can't do that for, like a hygienist, or if you really need an expanded function dental assistant, but like if you just need someone to be chair side with you or, you know, people that work the front desk, as long as you have the the processes in place to train those people, I think that thinking outside the box and hiring someone that that you can train to do those things and is willing to learn and is hungry for a better opportunity than what they currently have. Like, I think that's a great way to, to go about it. I was actually talking about that with a doctor the other day where I'm like, man, I've been trying to hire a dental assistant for three years. Like, well, maybe you should try hiring someone that doesn't have any assisting experience. They were like, that's a great idea. I never even thought of that. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I agree with that. Some of my best hires, like, I think came in, you know, initially is, is something now, you know, like they came in to be a sterile tech or whatnot and ended up as like a really great, great assistant. I think the other thing too, is you gotta be like unafraid um, uh, to if something's not working, let it go. You know, I, I think sometimes, uh, especially when you're hard up for people, it's like, man, we want to hire somebody and we want to hire somebody in and, you know, sometimes you can hire the wrong person and that's, that's an okay thing. If you correct that, um, because what you don't want to do. And I, I speak from huge experience is like you hire someone, they weren't the right person. And then you end up losing great people on your team uh, as a result of it. Yeah. That's, that's a bad sense. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, and I think you can also get fooled into keeping the wrong people too. Right. Like, you know, kind of what you were saying, I think that you can be so nervous that you're, that you're going to, you know, not be able to find somebody that you keep the wrong person. Um, and unless you're an office that only has one hygienist and one dental assistant, and one front office, like if you have multiple of those people, guess what? At the end of the day, like you lose those people that are bad fits for the team and the team is actually going to work typically going to work harder for you to make sure that or i don't know i don't know that show their appreciation that that person isn't with you anymore is the right way to say it but that's kind of what i've experienced in the past is there yeah it's their weird that, that person is gone yeah yeah it's like that was a good fire it is a weird uh thing yeah, to talk and about you know, I mean, it, you know it's a thing to be honest i got painted into that corner i was so afraid to lose people when i first started my practice that um, that I kind of went above and beyond and I maybe 
shouldn't have. Um, and now I'm at the point where it's like, if you guys want to leave, leave. Like, don't be here because you think you need to be here. You're doing a favor to me. Like, if you're going to be happier somewhere else, then go somewhere else. So, I mean, I think I've realized that it'll be fine. We'll make it. Like, I've cut my hours and we're still keeping up with production. Um, so I think that a lot of those fears in the beginning are are founded, but for the wrong reasons. Um, so I want to go into two things. One is a question that I legitimately have, but another one is a, a listener question that kind of goes on the other end of the same thing. I tried to lump like questions together. So we're in a staffing gotcha. section of, of well, my so, Paul, I own zero butt plugs, if that's where you were going. <laughs> I was. See, you're a non-zero, right? I, I skew I, the I hope, point to the pod. I, I, I hope that you put that at the beginning of this podcast and the butt plug thing somewhere further in the podcast. And people are like, what just happened? Did you say push the butt plug thing further in? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so <laughs> keeping staff... Uh, keeping your good staff. And that was the other thing. It's like, how do you, cause right now it is, a, it, it, it's, it's a market where it promotes movement. Cause a lot of people are, are looking and you know, how to, how to keep your good staff. And I think I've always defaulted to, um, I just want to make the environment where no one doesn't want to come into work. And I think, I think we've all had a job where it's like, man, I'm going to keep joining this job to they pay me, but I'm not happy to be here. Like I dread, Monday and I try to do whatever I can to make it so our work environment is positive. I try to, you know, uh, listen and, and change things around. Like we were definitely getting a little too, uh, too crazy busy in some areas. And it's like, something's got to give for everybody's sanity. So let's relook at the schedule, uh, to make sure that we all don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to come <laughs> anymore. So how are you, what are you doing for retention? I guess. I mean, I'm really big into staff appreciation. You know, I try and do, try and do the little things along the way. I try and, um, whatever. It's the little things. Buy them coffee or buy them lunch or you know, make sure that I'm joking with them and try and make sure that I'm in a good mood no matter what's going on with me. Like, I try and follow that too. Like, we've all had that really crappy boss, and you know what? There's times where I just want to be an asshole, but. Most of the time, those times that I just want to be an asshole aren't the right time to be an asshole. Um, and, you know, over the past two years, I've learned a lot about myself um, from being a practice owner and that, you know, what I say and what I think isn't, even though it, in my mind it should be like, it's not always the best thing or the best thing for the team. Um and so I try and do those little things along the way. I mean, you know, I try and carve out a little bit of time in my day to interact with each one of my employees in a positive and meaningful way. Um, and let them know, like, I'm here for you, you know. But, yeah, that's it. I mean, for me, it's pretty much just doing the, the little stuff and trying to listen. But, you know, you and in my experience, you get sucked into all the, staff drama because if you have more than three people in your office you're probably going to have some staff drama so if you listen too much then you get sucked into the drama and it's not a very fun place to be no matter how hard you try not to yeah it's a weird line to walk because it's it's one of those things it's like you want to be 
you know, like you say, friendly and have good experiences and whatnot. But at the same time, you have to wear this weird boss hat. So it's like it, it, you walk this line. It's like, well, you want, you want to be close, but you don't want to be too close. And uh, I think another thing that's important is uh, praising. Um, what do I want to say? Uh, but sincerely, I think a lot of people fall into that stupid like, oh, praise, criticize, praise, like these different like, you know, kind of low stakes like ways of it's like i'm gonna tell someone something good about themselves at the end of every day or whatnot and it comes off just insincere uh versus like really it's like you know just taking notice like uh because i think i think most of the you know people when they're working they they want to go do a good job they want to uh you know please you or patients or whoever and it, it, it's like they will grow you know just by virtue yeah. of coming into work every day so just noticing that growth and being like oh you know what? Like I was kind of noticing today, like your notes are fucking baller as shit, man. <laughs> like you're doing great yeah. on that. Thank you. You know, just little things like that. And I think it, it just shows if you notice their growth, um, you know, they want to continue growing. Yeah. I think that, and that's been a big thing for us lately is we've been trying to, um, we've been trying to really shore up our notes, you know, and I think that, it, it's a hard one because if you give too much criticism, then people shut down. You know, it's like when you got your, when you were in high school and you wrote an English paper and you got it back and the whole thing was red and you're like, damn, I thought I did a really good job on that. Um, and so I think it's really easy, you know, when you're trying to work on that kind of stuff to fall in, like you were saying, to the, the over-criticism and I, that's one of the things that we've been really struggling with lately because we're trying to get notes to a better place and they have come a long way, but they're not still not where I need or want them to be. So um, I think that's a, I don't know. Notes are a big one, kind of a sore subject with me right now. It's hard to, that's a, that's a tough one to talk about. Oh, yeah. I know the, I know, I know the feels. Yeah. Like here's my question because you were, you were saying that you cut hours. I recently cut hours. And one of the mm -hmm. things that, that I am finding is it's fine for me to do the amount of productive stuff that I normally would do in five days and four days. Like I can, I can put in those things. I can, you know, uh, get the fillings done. I can do stuff. I just manage my, my breaks times just a little bit better. And I find that I can still do the amount of dentistry in a week uh, in four days that I would have done in five. Um, but where I'm running into problems is like that one day that I took out all the just random, like this filling needs to be adjusted. This denture needs to be adjusted. Like all these like little, the busy work appointments that, that we have like are choking the rest of my schedule by trying to work them into less time. Like, how are you, how are you navigating that? Or do you just not have as many, you just always do the perfect filling so you don't ever have to adjust it? No, I don't think that's true. Um, I don't, I don't think I really have a good answer for that. I, I haven't really noticed a lot of, a lot of change in, you know, kind of our, our minor busy work stuff that um, we were having before i think that you know we're really cutting the hours and i haven't cut my hours by a lot i mean I, i've cut them by 
essentially a half hour. So my last appointment starts oh. <laughs> at three thirty or four instead of um, four or four thirty. So I leave at four thirty instead of you know five fifteen. I that's that's where my gotcha. And is that mainly uh, to get to daycare? It's just yeah, I get to daycare. But yeah. you know, I I one of the things that I was told when I started was you have to you have to maintain these four o'clock appointments because we have a lot of patients that have to have these four o'clock appointments and i don't know if those patients are going somewhere else now or i'm just not like or they're throwing a fit up front and i haven't seen it but like i am not noticing that i had to have that four o'clock appointment like they're still they're still making it work in their schedules to get it done just because it's what we are offering so i think that that's um that's really the one thing that I was worried about with cutting hours was losing that. But I mean, we're, we're right on par with the last two years. So I really can't complain a whole lot. It's early in the year, but. Yeah. And it almost seems, I don't know if it's just like the kind of change of, you know, getting further away from COVID or whatnot, but it seems like we're picking up more too. So I'm, I'm a little behind where I was last year but I'm open less, but my accepted treatment is actually a little bit higher because um, it just seems like I'm seeing new, uh, more new patients and, and, and stuff than I did this time last year. I just haven't been able to, you know, I'm booked out a little bit farther than I was uh, in the past. Yeah. I'm actually booked out a lot less at this time than I was last year. But also, I mean, like hygiene schedules are still being super weird, right? I mean, like everything is just, I don't know if we, and owner practice pre-COVID, but I feel like we're struggling a lot more now for to keep hygiene schedules full, and you know those patient appointments on my side that didn't get canceled a few years ago, like they're getting canceled day of and or you know late day before, and um, we're keeping up production wise, but our schedules are just really gappy, and I don't know if part of it's that. You know, I've gotten a lot faster at what I do, or if it's, you know, truly, I don't know. Yeah, schedules have been weird lately. Do you do you get people to complain about how fast you are? I have. Yeah, it's been a little bit. But I had someone, I don't know, not that long ago that we were doing a class five filling. So, um, you know, most of the time we're cutting that out as MDV. Um, and I like... Didn't need to get them numb. We're done in like seven minutes. And like went up front and they were like, well, I wish that I could make that kind of money in seven minutes. And I was like, you, would you like me to bring you back and take longer? I can, if you want me to waste more every day. Yeah, it's it's funny. Cause I had, um, I was like a bridge prep and an expert action or something like that. And it wasn't, I don't know. It was like 90 minutes, like the whole appointment. It wasn't like, I, I didn't even think it was that fast, but I got this uh, review that was like a complaint about, you know, eh, I just rushed through it all. Bleh. And then like the same day I had this root canal that was, I should have had sent it to the endotonist because it was like really calcified and it took me forever to get down there. But it was, we ended up with a good result, whatnot. It just took me, it was probably the same 90 minutes, uh, you know, longer than I would have expected. And I got a complaint about, you know, how slow I was. <laughs> like, the I mean, same day, he's too slow, he's too fast. Yeah, I mean, so I had, I had one the other day, and 
I still take it really personally when patients don't like me. Like there's not every provider is for every patient. I've said that a million times on this on this podcast, and it's one of the mottos I live by. But you know, I had a guy that I like did a filling for, and it was a year ago, and he was the first patient on hygiene side. And my hygienist comes up to me and she's like, Hey, he really doesn't want to see you today. Like, you know, I kept this so he get his teeth clean, he's going to another dentist, he like has no interest in seeing you again. I guess filling still hurts. And I was like, oh, Tom, I'm really sorry. Like, I'd love to look at it and see if we can figure out why. Um, but ultimately, if he doesn't want to see me, he doesn't want to see me. And so he's like over there talking about how I'm like the worst dentist that's ever lived. And I, whatever, all the, all the blah, blah, blah. And then literally the next patient sits in that same hygienist chair. And she's like, oh my gosh, I just love him so much. He's so thoughtful and caring. And he just, it really seems like he cares about all the work he does. And he really cares about me as a human. I'm like, what? Like... Okay, whatever. I'm I'm over. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm not taking that personal anymore. But it was just so yeah, funny. How literally, yeah. literally within forty minutes, it was just the complete opposite end of the spectrum, and it was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just try to remember everything's like kind of on the bell the bell curve or whatever. Yeah. It's like you know you're gonna have outliers to to either end, but if right. most of the time you know you're just not hearing anything or. It's, you know, fucking normal. It's like this. You're probably doing a good job. It's like every single person says you're slow or you're whatever. It's like, mm, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I mean, you get those patients that complain that you don't take long enough on stuff. And then, you know, you also get that patient that was like, Oh my gosh, I was so fast. To you. I'm so happy that he was fast so that I can get on with my day. Or I'm so happy that you didn't use anesthetic so that I don't have a, I hate feeling numb. Like, you know, it's, it, you're right. It is the bell curve, and it is remembering that everything's on a curve, even though we're not in school anymore. Yeah, I don't know, dude. We're we're, we're always in school. It seems like. Have you done any yeah. uh, CE yet this year? Anything interesting? I haven't. I got a class coming up. Uh, I think I talked about it before, but I've got a class coming up in April and May that I'm pretty excited about in Boise. And I've also been. I don't know. I've never been big on the Coys thing, but kind of been looking into it a little more. See, the, um, the stuff that I've seen from Coys and everything like that, it's pretty fucking awesome. You know, so yeah. if you do that, like, uh, call it, call you it want, me very interested. You want to do it with me? <sighs> I, I think if I'm going to do something like that, I like need another human. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think I need a, I think I need a friend to, let, let my Seattle tiny and then get a little bit easier to oh, take place. I am in no rush, but it's just <laughs> on my horizon. I also, I really want to take the next ortho class, but it's in Oklahoma. Mm, okay. My chances of doing that aren't very, aren't very high at this time. Yeah, but. I'm doing one in, is it next month? Yeah, I think it's in April uh, up in Spokane, and it's a restorative all-on four. Uh, mm. kind of thing, talking about the temporization and, you know, the various impression techniques and different different things, which I think will be really helpful because my OS has been doing a lot more of those. And it's like the last, uh, the first couple we did I, were like really straightforward. The last one was like, it was on the lower and they had like crazy combination syndrome in my temp. I'm not super happy with. It's like, I, I, I could learn some more stuff. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I have had like the land of the weird recently, where I'm like trying to find out what this 20 year old implant is, and 
like just stuff that is like how did this come about like why why am i suddenly trying to re-restore this all on four that's 20 years old like them plants look good but like they just need an update but like i can't get any of this crap i'm like getting the quoting right and like getting the like pricing it out properly so that like we're making money and the patient isn't getting ripped off and like all of like that's been i feel like a lot of what i've been doing recently maybe it's just the stuff i'm paying more attention to i don't really know yeah You wanna you wanna look at Reddit? Sure. I was looking at Reddit earlier and I just saved this and i I'm really excited. Anytime I go to like Ask Dennis and it has a not safe for work tag, I'm like, ooh, ooh I want this is gonna be good. I, I wanna do it. So just as a preface to this, I am an adult seeking advice on a therapeutic tool used by many people. I understand that many don't agree with agree and think the object is disgusting to that i disagree and i hope we can leave it at that now on to my question <laughs> i'm an avid user of an adult pacifier as a therapeutic <laughs> tool i currently use a night retainer due to tmj and teeth grinding i haven't seen any issues with using both together on my teeth but i'm too embarrassed to ask my ortho oral surgeon or dentist uh should i use my night guard and sleep with it. I thought it would be fine due to the guard protecting my teeth from moving. The second question comes from a place of not having enough information as many individuals use pacifiers for different reasons. You'd be surprised what they are though. I try to get, which I don't know what that means. Is that a butt pacifier? I though I try really to give uh, advice on behalf baby of fetishes, so. with thousands of dollars worth of work in my mouth to others in order to not hurt their teeth. If an individual wants to use an adult path of, pacifier without any other guards or telling a dentist would it be safe to use it daily i tell people not to sleep with them due to fear of teeth shifting but is that a thing why is this person giving the other people yeah i don't understand that last line i yeah. i didn't read this fully until like we got on yeah. um but yeah i'm not i'm not 100 sure what that that last one is um yeah. well on it, age i think comes into a factor here because if you're still experiencing facial growth, like you can end up with the old like anterior open bite and shit, right? If you're Are you gonna do that even bite? you're gonna do that even if you're 50, man. Really? Like, you see you're yeah, ortho you This is why I save this for you. You shouldn't like if you need to do that when you're awake for whatever anxiety, because we've all got a pile of that. Like yeah. I just watching my kids now and like how pacifier dependent we're becoming and i just know how hard of a habit that's going to be to break um but my i mean you're gonna won't use one you're great that's yeah. beautiful i don't yeah we're we're dependent um i think it's a terrible idea but also you know at the end of the day you're an adult you make your own decisions your teeth are probably now, the cru the, the crux of this, though, I think he's asking if he uses the night guard and then does the pacifier, does he risk any damage? I would I would think not, right? I think that's an okay way to do it, yeah? I mean, you're still, you're still putting that force on your lower teeth. Because if you look at kiddos that use a pacifier, you know, when they're four years old, 
and you look mm-hmm. at their front teeth, it's not just their top teeth that are like pointing at the horizon, their bottom teeth also do it. Mm. So you got a chance of messing up your bite there, but. Um, so you would need like double mouth guards before you could pass a fire with like no risk. Or like, you know, upper and lower Essex. Like upper, oh, upper and lower that idea. Yeah, like vivera like, that shit. Yeah, I mean, that's if that's what you need to do and, you know, a pacifier is how you get through your day, then, you know, great. But, yeah, I mean, you definitely want to protect your teeth, especially if you if you know, if, if, if you're on a first-name basis with your orthodontist, your oral surgeon, and your general dentist, then you've got some money in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want uh, to protect that. Yeah. yeah, you want to protect that. So I would be, I mean, upper and lower retainers, what they're going to cost you. Anywhere you go, two hundred fifty to four hundred dollars. Like, get that so that you don't have to end up back in braces. Yeah. See, I knew I knew we asked you this um, <laughs> for a reason. I knew you'd know you know all about passports. I, I do. I do got to say, like, you got to be really careful because you're going to ask some dentists, and they are going to judge the crap out of you. And you're going to ask some other dentist and they're going to be like, yeah, you know, I hear get these retainers and we'll keep a close eye on it. If you feel like your teeth are moving or your bite's getting messed up then let us know so that we can advise you differently. But yeah, I, I did not expect to like learn something off of this one, but I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. The lower, like you wouldn't need yeah. like retainer. This is, this is, this is good. Like pacify <laughs> all you want during like clear liners. Uh, the number of people I've had recently that are like, I'm clenching and grinding now that I'm in braces or now that I'm in clear liners. I'm like, yeah, that happens. They're like, well, what do you, what are we going to do about it? I'm like, finish your treatment. Like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. The only, the only way to fix this is to stop or be done or finish or be done. Like that's how you solve the problem. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like I have a lot of this year, a lot of people that are like requesting night guards. And I feel like night guards are one of those things. Like you get to get to a point sometimes where you stop bringing them up because everybody's like, ah, night, no, don't want to do that. And it's just like, you know, so you, you stop like kind of saying like, oh, night guard would be beneficial. And I was in that rut, I guess. And now like, you know, I get to the end of the thing and the patient's like, well, could I also have a night guard? I'm like, yeah, actually, that'd be really good for you. Easiest six hundred dollars I've ever made. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was really big on night guards for a while, and then I had a buddy that got sued over a night guard. What? So I can't. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere, but they filed a suit over it. Um, and so I like I don't really mention night guards unless. The patient either a has a lot of wear mm-hmm. you know because we all know that 50 year old dude that like has just ground his teeth into oblivion yeah, um, oh yeah. and so i recommend it to those people um or if they're like hey doc i wake up and my my jaw really hurts like i think i'm clenching at night then i'll then i'll recommend it but like Man, when I was in Portland, like every patient that walked through the door, I was like, hey, have you ever heard of a night guard? It's great. Even if you don't feel like you're clenching and grinding, you probably are because COVID. Um, and so I used to recommend them a lot. And now I, I don't know. We're all cyclical, right? So I probably in that cycle of not yeah. recommending yeah. them a ton. Yeah, it's weird how that works. Yeah, it is. 
All right, Ryan. Husband has bad breath. Help me save my marriage. My oh, husband gosh. always used to have perfectly fresh breath. He used to have a fixed toothbrush and brush overly aggressively when I met him. I got him an electric toothbrush a few years or years ago, hoping this would help. However, he runs it over his teeth, not using it the right way that I was taught by the hygienist. I have excellent hygiene, by the way. Now he has bad breath, breath, and I've noticed gum recession. I've urged him to see a dentist and a hygienist. He saw the free ones at his workplace, and they said everything is okay, but it's not. He's sneakily using cortisol mouthwash. He's had a filling replaced recently, but it hasn't really helped. The breath is foul. I can't take it anymore, and he won't engage with me over it. My diagnosis, I'm not a dentist, is that he damaged his gums through overbrushing, inappropriate brushing, and now that they are inflamed and gingivitic, causing <laughs> gingivitic is my new favorite word, causing this problem. Is this a plausible diagnosis? I don't think he has tonsil lifts or reflux or anything else. How should I handle this? I would hugely appreciate your advice. Esteemed dentists of Reddit. <laughs> So save save this marriage, Ryan. What you got? Uh, <laughs> How do you help this gingivitic person? <laughs> this scorned wife of a gingivitic husband. Uh, uh, I don't know. Just change the products he's using, or you know, pay someone to come brush his teeth for him. <laughs> pay someone to come brush his teeth. I like that. Brush his teeth while he's asleep. Um, Brush his teeth while he's asleep. You get in there if he's doing it wrong. Um, It it sounds like he is brushing and he's been to a dentist. Like, you know, so part of me wonders if, if, you know, like is diet a consideration? Is like medication substances? Like, is he, you know, severely diabetic or you know severely alcoholic where he's just like fucking gassing off shit through his mouth um <laughs> is he eating literal shit because that would give him bad breath you know a lot going on uh, but i think uh, i think he just let a hygienist loose on him yeah just yeah see the same hygienist and be like you talked to my husband about his terrible breath uh I don't know. Yeah, mouthwash, I feel like, would be a really easy thing to get him on. Yeah, but, I mean, also, mouthwash is great unless you're not removing the crap off your teeth. Like, it sounds like he went from his manual toothbrush to his electric toothbrush and did what most people do and expected his electric toothbrush to just, like, wish all the black and crap away. And it sounds like he's probably wish not. all the black away. <laughs> do you ever, my like, fairy brush. Have you ever seen that? I've seen people that, like, they come in and their hygiene's really good, but we like mention the electric toothbrush to them because we're big proponents of electric toothbrushes. And then they come in and they got like plaque everywhere. And you're like, yo, what happened? They're like, I don't know. I switched to an electric toothbrush. I'm like, okay, well, are you still brushing? Like, you know, because with an electric toothbrush, you're not supposed to like actually brush. You're supposed to like just kind of glide it across your teeth. But like, are you actually still doing that on all your teeth? Or like, because you got a bunch of crap back there in the back. Like, what, are, what happened? You like just brush the front ones now and you're like, touched it. It's good. Like, what is how has your protocol changed now so sounds like he's probably just not doing a good job with this electric toothbrush get him some listerine or let him go back to his manual and his gum recession is probably because he 
brushed so hard for all those years, it probably has nothing to do with how he's brushing now. Keep talking. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to talk to this gingivitic husband. <laughs> I, uh, suddenly my computer's like, uh, I'm going to die. I, I have 1% battery. Plug me in or I'm going to die. Are you still using the sweet pink MacBook? No, the sweet, <laughs> the sweet pink MacBook is in my garage, and I only use it to check trail cam footage now. Yeah, nice. Ooh. Um, yeah, also, you know, if that is enough, if, if your marriage is in shambles over your husband's breath, then you probably got some other shit to work on. What was that stuff like back in the day, that like breath spray stuff? Like I think of the movie like Dumb and Dumber. Didn't Listerine have like a breast spray? Breast spray. (laughs) Breast spray. Didn't they have a? Didn't they have a breath spray? Yeah, Listerine. Weren't they the ones that made those little, the little sticky weird strip things you put in your mouth and they're like sweet? Dude, I remember the sticky weird strips. Those were actually pretty cool. You put one on your tongue and it would just like dissolve. Yeah, anyway, Listerine. That's a that's our our answer. Listerine. Yep, that's my answer to everything. <laughs> you got sensitive teeth, swish with this alcohol. That works. All right, right. My dentist playing. paints on some crystals to my teeth before cleaning. He said that it helps with sensitivity. What is it called? Located in Canada. The good old tooth crystals. Good old tooth crystals. I think I like I think, think we should have like a wizard doc- dentist. I think that we should have Dr. Califano on and talk about the tooth crystals that her de- dentist is painting on. Dr. Cal, I don't remember his first name. He's a periodontist that we had when we were Joseph. At Joseph. Joseph Califano. Yeah, and I remember him like berating somebody for using profi paste after a cleaning. I I would love to hear his advice on the tooth crystals. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff out there. Do you remember we were in Sim Lab and we just had that lecture from, I don't know, Gerko or Bompalaki or something like that about one wing Maryland bridges and how they're the shit. And then he gave like the next day a lecture and he talked about Maryland bridges for a minute. Uh, but they were the two winged, and I like asked him, I'm like, hey, what about the one wing? He's like, one wing? That would be a bridge to nowhere. That's not a thing. And he was like super offended by just the thought of it. Uh, no, I don't remember that because you were the Maryland Bridge guy. And I was the Maryland Bridge guy. So yeah. I've never done it. Um, I haven't done Maryland Bridge in years. It makes me yeah, sad. No, there's, a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of different stuff out there, and there's a lot of you know, different products that people buy into. And if your dentist feels like uh, this magical tooth crystal is going to help you, then uh, either uh, shape up or find a new dentist. I don't, I have no idea what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I want, I want magical tooth crystals. Do you remember there was like, no, I, I'm thinking of Pop Rocks. Pop rocks. Were they pop rocks? <laughs> Did you put pop rocks on your teeth before cleaning? So that would be amazing. <laughs> I have a terrible story about pop rocks. <laughs> well, it sounds like now is the appropriate time to tell that story. 
Uh, I, I I don't want to tell the whole story, but <laughs> can, you, can you imagine a pop rock exploding in your pee hole? Anyway, because uh, <laughs> it's painful, right? It's really painful. <sighs> That's how I got my purple heart. Anyway, um, what toothpaste do I use if I'm allergic to toothpaste? Baking soda. I started using Crest Gum Restore Deep Clean, but the second time I used it, my lips started hurting burning and I got chapped lips. It's not the first time this has happened either. Found out last night I was allergic to toothpaste. I don't have the time and money to go on a scavenger hunt for toothpaste I'm not allergic to. Please help. Uh, just get an all on for. It's much easier. <laughs> just get an all on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, um. I, I hate to tell you, but there's so many more ingredients in toothpaste than just toothpaste. <laughs> so you really have to find out that one. But I mean, you could. There's all sorts of different toothpastes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So just, let's see. Just Crest Gum Restore Deep Clean sounds like it has a lot of stuff in it. So I just roll it back. Like just it's try just like, Crest it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't look for one for, with less words, and see if you get all lip chappy with that one. That's my advice. I mean, that's a good. That's that is solid. Uh, four out of three dentists would recommend that advice. Yeah, is your pediatrician crazy? Uh, no, he's young. Um. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how to word in case he hears this. Uh he's young. He didn't have kids when we first met him and uh it seemed like his advice was really oh, sound. And now he has a kid and it seems like his advice is much more realistic now. <laughs> so um yeah, he was the guy that I told him that the the way that he does circumcision circumcisions yeah, yeah, yeah. is terrible, and he told me not to bring my next kid to him. Uh, and now he he's has a son. Not have another wonder, kid with a penis. I wonder if he's changed his uh, tune now. But um, yeah, do you have a boy or a girl? He had a boy. Or do you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I think we like him enough. I mean. We kind of go back and forth, but we also don't have to see him every couple weeks now, so that makes life well, that's nice. It's easier to not be the biggest fan from a distance. Yeah, we've we've finally gotten done all the uh, like follow ups that she wanted us to do with the specialist. So we just had his ultrasound and whatnot. So now it's like now we're going back to her, and part of me is terrified that she's going to send us to like three other specialists. Well, like he's I mean, pretty normal nowadays. Uh, Part of it too, I think, and this, you know, also applies to dentistry. But we're so litigation conscious. Mm -hmm. Oh that, yeah. That from her standpoint, like he needs to see all of these people because I can't ignore this. Like it just yeah. so happened that he can't see, and I didn't do all the stuff that I needed to do about it. Then I could get sued. When like in reality, man, we're all just trying to do our best. Like 
Nobody's perfect. We're just trying to do our best. I want to point out that I'm far less concerned about the whole um, specialty things and more concerned on the first time we ever met her. She suggested that we buy our our baby a vibrator. (laughs) I mean, you got to get him started at some point. I know, right? He's a he has a non-zero amount of sex toys. <laughs> um, no, no, she she was like she was like uh, yeah, like they'll get fussy. So what you do is get a vibrator and put it under his mattress, and because they like the the noise and they like the little vibrations, and we're like, and we're just so in you- that new parent thing, like okay, buy him a vibrator, boom, done. Get on Amazon right now, bought it. It's big, it's pink, great. Well, he's had no problem sleeping yeah. and stuff. So this vibrator, we opened it, and we just set it on our kitchen table. And <laughs> we sort of forgot about it. And then, like, I had people come over to, like, install the treadmill or something for, for Caitlin because I got her treadmill for fucking Christmas. And they came, and then I'm, like, checking out with them, and we're over near that table and I notice it, and I was like, fuck, because I looked at it, so then they looked at it, so now we're all staring at this big pink vibrator <laughs> on the table. And what am I supposed to say? Like, oh, no problem. Dude, don't worry about that. That's my baby's. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, my kid. Yeah, yeah, that's my kid's. Like, he leaves it everywhere. You know, it's probably because he can't open and close his hands so, with it. It's, all, it's also not clean, you know. Yeah. Uh, he forgets to clean it, and he leaves it everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think that we were... I would have just laughed. We by the time that we were seeing our pediatrician with the kids, we were so numb to doctors that I didn't. I think it was much different for us. But yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird statement to make. How old is your pediatrician? Uh she yeah, she's probably like our age. You know, like maybe early forties. She doesn't seem like too crazy old. She's in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I think ours is like. I think she has like adult I, kids. Uh, I'd put ours like early thirties, probably. Like us, like you know, delayed gratification. But getting <laughs> yeah, out, I'll, getting, I'll like us, school. like us, early thirties. I agree. Yeah. Just uh-huh. like me. Yeah. Uh, you know, delayed gratification. I'm not in my early thirties anymore either, so it's not. <laughs> That's why I said he's young. Yeah. But it is nice, like I don't know. I keep I keep hearing people refer to like forty as young, and it's like thank thank God. I always hate when it's like you watch some movie and you like there's some kid on it, and they say something like, oh, "You're forty, you might as well be dead." Like, yeah. Shut up. I've been rewatching Seinfeld lately, and I just they're my age, and I'm like looking at them still going, "Shit, you seem so old in this show," or like yeah. friends like. They're way younger than us and friends. They got like a decade on us and friends. And I'm like, you just seem so old. I don't know if that's because when I was growing up, you were that much older than me. Like, it still seems like you should be that much older than me. But now I'm older than you. Like, it's very, it's a kind of a mind fuck. Yeah. It's weird. Like, um, you know, just just because I don't think of like friends is like that long ago. But now I see like. Matthew Perry now or something. Yeah. Jesus, he's ninety-seven yeah. years old. <laughs> what the fuck hey, happened? You leave Matthew Perry alone. He's had a he's had a hard go. Yeah, he really has. Yeah. You talk about one of the other ones. You talk about Joey. He's fine. <laughs> he still he still looks pretty good, honestly. 
with his silver fox hair. Yeah. He's yeah. good looking. I'm hoping when I like silver, I like silver good, but it's like I just get like a weird I don't even have silver. I will have the errant just like pure white scraggly hair that just sticks straight straight out the side of my face. Oh, I just have eyebrows that don't grow color. <laughs> I'll have like I will look in the mirror and have like a dozen eyebrows in my left eyebrow that are just they're clear. A dozen they're eyebrows like, in my left eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. They're like a foot longer than everything else and they just are clear, like sticking out like hi, I'm a clear caterpillar. It's really, really attractive. That's odd. Yeah. What uh have your baby's like hair or eyes changed color or anything like that? Um not really. Jamison is still brunette that sweet brown hair his eyes do change they go from gray to green to blue but <laughs> in the beginning they were really brown um and hudson's have always been blue and just stayed blue and he's like a dirty blonde yeah that's sort of where jensen's at he's sort of like a dirty blonde and his eyes are blue gray right now it's just it's just weird because it's like dude i have black fucking hair and i thought that yeah. was like I thought, like, you know, Robert Baratheon, the seed is strong. Like, obviously, he'll have black hair. So it's just yeah. odd that he doesn't. Yeah. You know, he's probably I mean, the cool guy's kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the same way. I mean, Julia's got brown eyes, and her dad and brother have blue eyes, but her and her mom have brown eyes. And so I was like, well, shit, we're getting brown eyes. Um, and. Now we have two babies. It's it doesn't. They say that it can change up until nine months, and about nine months. Yeah. Um, so we're eight months on Tuesday. But that Damn, means six is so six, fast. Yeah, six and a half months adjusted, which drives me yeah. nuts. Because like, don't take that six weeks away from me. Like, that was terrible. I don't. Don't make it seem like those six weeks didn't. Six weeks didn't yeah, exist. Yeah. Uh, um. So I mean, technically, we still have three months until. Uh, we're there, but Jamison's starting to crawl. It's wild. Oh, he wow. just like zooms, just like zooms around the floor. That's and awesome. Hudson looks at him and just gets super pissed because he can't crawl, so he just screams. And then he like rolls over onto his tummy and like tries to crawl and can't, so he screams more. And it's like, well, you know, figure it out. We uh, yeah, this weekend, yeah, this like weekend. This weekend's been a little rough for us on uh, Thursday. Jamison got picked up early from daycare because he started vomiting. Apparently, between 3.30 and 4 on Thursday uh, was vomit central at our daycare, where there was just, like, kids puking oh. everywhere. Uh, and so then we – my wife went and picked up Jamison early, and then I went and picked up Hudson at normal time and, like, ran to Fred Meyer, got some stuff, came home – by the mm -hmm. time I got home, he was like kind of starting to get a little fussy. Put him in his bouncer and just projectile vomited everywhere. So from like <laughs> four until like eleven thirty, there was either two babies puking or one baby puking like every fifteen. Yeah, did he puke on the up bounce or the down bounce? Uh it was there was definitely a couple bounces. It was a long enough puke that there were like a couple bounces. Oh, oh. Well, that sounds and terrible. So we made it through Thursday. Made it through Friday. Oh no. Made it, yeah. Made it through Friday. Yesterday morning, my wife woke up in the middle of the night, sick, and I was like, "Crap, it's 
coming to me next. And I like made it through the whole day. Everything was great. And then I was like, I need to go to the store and get some stuff for her. Uh, Cause we had like no food in our house. And I was like, I need to go get some stuff for her. And I like made it to the store and Jameson was taking a nap. So it was just me and Hudson. And I like maybe halfway through the store. I'm like, Oh crap. I'm starting to not feel very good. Oh, I'm starting to really not feel good. So I'm just like grabbing shit and throwing it in my cart. Like, I don't even know what it is. This looks bland. These are saltines. This looks like nothing. And I like get up to the counter or to the checkout and I'm like, I'm like getting the full body sweat. And the lady at the check stands like, Oh my gosh, he's so cute. And I'm like, can you just ring my stuff up? Like, can you just ring my stuff up? And she's like, how old is he? And I'm like, I listen, lady, I just need you. Like, I gotta go. And she's like, he's the cutest baby ever, but what, not what is now. his what is his name? Like, I can't do this. So she, she like gets me rung up and I like make it through the doors of the store and I like uh, I was like, uh-oh. And it's like I luckily parked in like the first row and I like vomited and had like a mouthful of vomit because I'm like trying to make it across the road and like not puke on my kid but also there's cars waiting and I like made oh, it to my me. truck and like stuck it stored by, stored by the truck and like just turned to the nearest planter box and just let her rip. Oh, it was it was special. It was super special. I was like cool. 33 years old pushing his shoulder puking in a parking lot. Like we're, we're doing life really good. I made it. <laughs> oh, it was so rough. Oh, it was so rough. So it's been a rough, uh, rough weekend in the McCormick household. Yeah, but it, but it sounds like you recovered pretty quickly because we we're gonna do this last night. But you said you were you were you were vomiting from both ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I slept until like one. I only puked the one time. Everyone else had it a lot worse than I did. But uh, yeah, I got got real lucky. But yeah, it still wasn't fun. I think on. Thursday night, we slept in their nursery on the floor. And I think I was up until like 3.30 on Thursday with them. And so, yeah, it was just a rough, rough, rough night. Yeah. So, uh, daycare. Woo. Hopefully they get this all out of me. Yeah, we're trying. We're still trying to figure out like what we want to do. And Kate's going to be going back to work at some point. Just trying to figure out that thing. Did you die on me? Your thing, no blinky. Well, I will go to Reddit, and hopefully, Ryan, you you log back on. Uh, is it okay to drink fruit water every day? Is it okay to drink fruit water every day? And how often would be okay? I'm concerned about the acidity from the fruits. That's all. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think you could probably drink fruit water every day. I wouldn't I wouldn't be overly worried about such a thing. Um, drinking water good if you're worried about the acidity, because uh, depending like lemonade's pretty acidic, right? Like you can balance it out with uh, you know, you can chase it with some alkaline fucking water. I'm big on alkaline water right now because it tastes like water that comes out of a hose. And I'm big on hose water, so I enjoy that. Or you could like eat like a string cheese right afterwards, cheese. High in calcium phosphate balances mouth acidity. Like it, 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 it's a good chaser for your fruit water. So there you go. Let's see. Ryan is still dead. I wonder if his computer died. We both both are having like the computer near death experiences. Um, do extractions really 
ruined faces. I found. I'm gonna text him while I'm thinking about about it. Brian, did you come back? Am I here? Yeah, there you are. What happened? Your mic died or something? Nope. 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 I'm he died. Nope. There you are. Do do. Yeah. Like, oh. My cat Baxter just came in. Hi, Baxter. Yeah, hi, Baxter. Can you talk? No, you're a cat? <laughs> She's a good cat. Very much enjoying the no animal life. I can't even imagine. I don't know when the last time I didn't have a pet was. Now I got like 50 yeah. of the fuckers. Yeah, no, I'm very much enjoying like not having to care for an animal, which I didn't Too think small, I would ever small say. humans is enough. Yeah, hitting me, trying to make sure I'm, you know, alive. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. It's weird how important, like, self-care and uh, that type of stuff. It's like, man, I got to get sleep. I got to do this. I got to mm -hmm. take care of this little gremlin. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, like, I had to, like, he, we're at the hospital today and blah, 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 um, that whole thing. But his, uh, he had, like a, like, a diaper blowout. And I couldn't find a, a restroom at the hospital that finally found one, one that wasn't occupied. And I burst into it. And there's no fucking changing table or anything. And I was like, son of a bitch. So I'm trying to like manhandle, like change him because you don't want to put him on the floor of a hospital bathroom. Yeah. It just doesn't seem very sanitary. So I'm trying to get stuff out. And it was just a pee diaper. And then he's like, you know, this is a great time with my diaper half on for me to just shit all over the place. Awesome. <laughs> it's fantastic. Just what I wanted so, to do. On, on uh, Thursday, while we were having the meltdown Thursday night, like, they were also just just had the runs. And oh. so I think they puked. I think we counted. I think they puked like 20 or 22 times in like seven hours. Between the two of them. And, <laughs> and Julia got like all but two of those. Like she would pick a baby up and they would puke on her and I would pick a baby up and they would fall asleep. And so one of them, like, I think Hudson had shit. And so she went to change him and she takes his diaper off and he wasn't done. And she, she like pulls his diaper back and he just like projectile shits all over the changing table. She was like, I'm done. Like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> Everything is just covered in shit and puke. Like, this is terrible. Yeah, I, like, I definitely... I definitely just pointed him into a trash can and let him finish. I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't. That's a great idea. Works. I was going to say, you're yeah. better than me because I don't care. Like, I will change you on the floor or table or whatever, wherever. Like, I am that parent that I'm like, what's up, man? Yeah, just changing my baby. It was just, it was just like, it was a... You know, I just picked, I think, the worst bathroom in the hospital. It was one. It was just like everything in here I could tell is just sticky. It's like I can't. <laughs> you know, I put you on the floor. You're going to come up with seven diseases. Like I can't yeah. do it. But it was, it was like I somehow, like just with ninja reflexes, avoided him shitting on me, which was which good. Is nice. he, 
He's got changes of clothes in his diaper bag. Like it, you know, we we figure that out. That's not a big deal. But like I knew this was one of the things. Like I was going to be at the hospital for another three or four hours, and I was really glad I wasn't covered in shit during them. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's all he could ask for. Or honestly, in hindsight, twenty twenty, if he shit all over me, I could have went in and be like, "Hey, can we leave? I'm covered in poop." Yeah, and maybe that would. I'm also really proud of the fact that I haven't been peed on in like seven months. That's that's good. I'm not to that level yet, but he hasn't caught me in a minute. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm. I feel bad talking about it right now because now I know that the next diaper it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, knock on wood and all, but yeah, no, yeah. I haven't been peed on in a really long time. Yeah, it's pretty, uh... pretty proud. I don't know. It's like, I feel like I know, I know when to change him a little bit better now. It's also like we're to that stage and I don't know if you're still in this, like he doesn't poop every day, which is oh, kind of nice. Oh, we, we almost poop every diaper. Oh, wow. For both kids. Like That's it's a lot just, of yeah. And I think it's the combination of where we do half breast milk, half formula. And I think it's part yeah. of that. And we're just so happy to see poop all the time just because of, you know, where we started at. And so yeah, yeah, I, yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing, but it's like an important, it's like, oh, yeah, but he's like, like he'll, we, he'll poop like every other day or every three days right now. Yeah. Which is normal for, yeah. for some babies for sure. But it's like, if we go like two diapers without poop, we're like, uh, what's wrong with you? Yeah. I would panic if, if Hudson and Jameson didn't poop for, if, like, if they pooped every other day, like, if they didn't poop for an entire day, I'd be like, Julia, call the doctor, he's not pooping. <laughs> yeah. Well, seriously, like, our first, like, the first day he didn't poop, he was a freak out of, of stuff, and it's like, now we've settled into it, and we've seen the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh my god, it's not poop. Ah, well, what do we do? What do we do? Do we make yeah. him poop? Well, they, can, we they can go They can go up to, like, seven days yeah, without pooping yeah. before it's something to worry about. Yeah, it's all about, like you said, the breast milk to formula ratio and whatnot. Because yeah. if you're like pure breast milk, you're like, yeah, it can be like fucking weak. Yeah. But we're like, I think, probably like three quarter breast milk. Yeah. 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 I mean, we'd have enough breast milk if it was one baby, but it's not. But yeah. Uh, we're on a good cycle now. Julia froze okay. a bunch to start mm -hmm. with, and we had someone give us a bunch of. We had a friend that was a super producer, and she gave us like 500 ounces when the boys came home. Oh, that's uh, awesome! It's so it's so amazing. Like not only, it, I mean, the breast milk thing obviously is different, but it just seems like there's a shortage on every baby thing you could possibly want right now. Like formulas in shortage, children's Tylenols in shortage. You know, like everything. Yeah, it's, just, it's just crazy. Being premium, being the formula that they want them on until they're a year, we don't really, I don't know, we don't have a problem finding formula. Um, typically, it's expensive as shit. But yeah. typically, we don't have a problem because not everybody's looking for NeoSure uh, or whatever it is. Yeah, NeoSure is what we use. I can't remember. It's a yellow bottle. It's not. Yeah, we use the blue one. Infamil or something. Yeah, not that one. It's the other one. I don't know. I know. It's, uh, it's funny. It's just like, oh, the yellow. You're one of them yellow ones. I know. I yeah. know that. I've seen um, that. 
while. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, and they're just expensive as shit, but like not everyone needs that. So they're yeah. typically pretty easy to find. Um, we also had a friend that had a premium. They bought a whole bunch of it and had like 30 cans of it left over, and then their baby didn't like it anymore. And they were like, well, shit. So we bought it, all of that from them. So we've got a really good stockpile. Um, but we're still, our water here has a lot of chlorine in it. So we're still mm. really big on distilled water, yeah. um, which distilled water is hard to find. Um, you could the, you could distill it yourself. That sounds great. You could. I, I feel like you know, go back to your cowboy roots, set yourself up a little moonshining thing, distill, <laughs> still, yeah, yeah, and just what run you, water. What, I can just see Redmond police showing up. Hey, you got a still in your garage. Yeah, it's just for distilled water. Um, <laughs> speaking of, I actually do have a, a dental thing. Uh, I'm really tired of going to the store and buying distilled water for our autoclaves. Uh-huh. What do you do in your office? Yeah, that's a great question for my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have a sterile room. Uh, I have this one assistant She's like the the boss of sterile, and she takes care of that stuff. I, I assume we just get it through like Henry Shine, but I don't really yeah, know. It just seems like it'd be ridiculously expensive. Like I've looked at a couple places, and they're like three or four dollars a gallon when I can get it at the Race Food Place in Prineville for ninety eight cents, or I can get it at Fred Meyer for a dollar twenty nine. It's like it seems crazy to pay yeah two dollars extra a gallon to have it delivered, but also like. Am I spending that two dollars in my time? To you go? Should, yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Is it costing you two dollars of your life to go get it? Yeah. But you should send me a text when I'm at work because I can look out and figure out what I pay for it. Because it doesn't. Yeah, because I mean, it's not. It's not know, something that's on my radar, so I don't really know. You might have some like Aspen deal. I know when I was in the Portland practice, like there was someone that delivered it. You know, once a week or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm just getting really tired of going to the store. Like I. The entire bed of my truck is full of distilled water right now, and it'll last us like two weeks because I just went to cash and carry and bought all the distilled water they had. Yeah. Um, my car was such a fucking train wreck because it was full of all this animal food and it snowed and whatnot. So I left it in there, and then like the water softener was out. So then I bought like a million bags of salt, and then he had <laughs> stuff going with, you know, Kate's dad. So I didn't unload. So my car was just full of hundreds and hundreds of pounds of bullshit for around the house yeah um yeah i'm just getting really tired of it and i like asked some of my other buddies and like oh, oh, oh fred meyer distilled water i'm like great yeah no i'm actually looking for a solution here because um i'm tired of i'm tired of having to go to the store or i'm tired of having my assistants be like hey we're out of water and it's time for the monthly maintenance on the two m11s like yeah, I'm trying to think because we have some other thing that's like that it does something. I, I, yeah, I can't imagine it distills water. That doesn't make any sense. But we have some water yeah. thing. I don't. I don't know. It's not and a. Like, <clears throat> most of the places that deliver it are in five gallon things. Like I want one gallon. I don't want five gallons. Yeah. I want one yeah. gallon, and I just want a lot of one gallons. 
we're uh we've been playing the harry potter game so it's like the gold is like gold galleons or whatever <laughs> so you're saying gallons I'm somehow thinking of that harry potter stuff yeah the other thing yeah. i was thinking about is they make like there are things out there where you can yeah i i laughed when you said you can distill yourself um because they actually have water distillers yeah um that are just like electric use like put the water in and it makes you a gallon or whatever i'm just yeah, like just we thinking might about actually like, have that maybe that's what at, we have at your office i'd be curious yeah. to know which one you have because like a lot of them aren't like it won't make five gallons at a time it'll make like one gallon also yeah, I, I don't know i i, I, I look something for something that does like a gallon that might be what we have i look for a lot of this stuff on like i look for a lot of not a lot. I look for like upgrading stuff, like our uh, our little sandblaster. <clears throat> this company out there, Vivor or whatever they're called, makes like mm-hmm. fucking everything. Like I'm on their website, and you can get a four liter water distiller, stainless steel, or you can get a heavy duty commercial juice extractor. Like this, the company makes. Like Dude. they make automotive shit. Like they make literally fucking welding stuff. Why aren't like we everything. extracting juice at the office? I don't like, know. You why could put we, all the extracted why... teeth in there. You could make some teeth juice. Yeah. Just sell that to patients. Like this will grow. And honestly, this will grow some teeth on your teeth. As long as you sterilize it, there's probably yeah. a population out there that would buy it. Ryan's sterile teeth juice. I mean, there's got to be a market in Farmville for that. Why are we making it Ryan's sterile teeth juice? I don't know. I feel like you buy the juicer, so you get to name it. I didn't know about the juicer. This is 1.1 gallons. Um, all right. How much longer are we going to do this, Paul? I don't know. How much longer do you want to do it? My kid is I mean, I can, do it, I can do it as long as you want, but I need, probably need like a couple minutes. Uh, yeah, do you want to take a couple minutes and I'll answer another yeah. Reddit question? Sounds good. Okay, go for it. Right. I think I started to read this already. Do extractions really ruin faces? I found many people saying that extractions ruin faces, and I just can't get over the fear of my face being ruined by those extractions. I've had six teeth extractions. My, one first molar on the top right side, one first molar on the bottom right side, one first molar and one premolar on the bottom left side. One first molar, wow, you're just naming teeth now. Um, so so here's the thing, like your teeth uh, provide like dimension to your face, right? So your teeth support your lips. Um, they stop your mouth from closing, right? Like they, you know, you can't, like if you didn't have teeth, you would close further. Um, and it, it supports like your, your cheeks from sunken in and your lips from sunken in. So it's like less teeth you have, the more like sunken and uh, kind of like skeletal, if that makes sense, your uh, your face uh, can look. Uh, so yeah, like a lot of extractions can quote unquote, I guess, ruin your face. Now, here's the thing though, like if you extract teeth, there's an, you, sh- you should always be thinking replacement, unless, you know, third molars, second molars sometimes. Uh, so a partial denture, a denture, an implant, a bridge, you know, these various different dental appliances that, that uh, are, are prosthetic for teeth. That's one of the things that they do is they support um, the anatomy of your face so you don't look like a, like a ruined face, I guess. 
So there you go. Um, let's see here. Which procedure should I have done first? Hi there. I just had a checkup the other day and I was told that I have periodontitis. Most of my front teeth have short millimeter measurements for pockets, while the further back you go, it gets a lot higher range. My highest pocket measurement was eight millimeters. The suggested gum therapy as well as a LANAP treatment. So uh, SRP and laser stuff. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Eight millimeter pockets, that's, that, that's, that's some deep pockets. And when you have deep pockets, you need deep pockets to pay for the treatment sometimes, you know? But the good thing about doing that is like you didn't get to a state of periodontitis like uh, like overnight. You know, that, there's some neglect there. You're not going and seeing the dentist regularly. So the way that I think you should think about it is if you uh, have that condition, but you haven't been in the dentist in several years, just think about it like you're still getting a deal because if you had been going and getting your, your profi every six months for the years that you missed, it's probably still less expensive had you have done all that than the uh, periodontal therapy. Periodontal therapy just seems like more because it's hitting you all at much. At much. The rest of this is uh, uh, just about costs and the cost scaring you. So just, just think of it. You're playing catch up on, uh, you say you haven't been in nine years. That's nine years worth of dental treatment that you missed. Um, then it says a little bit about uh, you need some wisdom teeth, crown, some other stuff. Like do the gum therapy stuff first. If you think about it, the the perio like that affects all the teeth, right? So it's like more bang for your buck. You're treating everything in that cost, and the cost is probably similar to what the cost of the crown is. And the crown, you know, only treats the the one tooth. Um, yeah. So so there you go. I don't know how much time Ryan needs. Do another. It's a cracked amalgam filling, dangerous, dangerous to the tooth. I have an amalgam filling on a bottom molar. Me too. It's been there at least 15 years. Me too. Dennis said there is a crack in the filling and maybe some decay under, probably. If you got a crack in an amalgam, there's very likely shed underneath it. Is the crack in the filling leaking mercury? Ugh. Ugh. You're one of them. Um, I'm also breastfeeding. Would repairing the filling be dangerous while breastfeeding? No. Is having the cracked filling dangerous while breastfeeding? Um, if the tooth cracks more... I've done tons of research, not find anything. Not not spoke. Okay. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's just like you know the the most mercury that that is released is actually on the removal of the amalgam. But even still, it's like a very minuscule. Like it's a non-zero. You know, it's like the butt plug saying it's non-zero, but it's not going to be like an appreciable like fucking amount so just get your fucking cracked teeth fixed are you back i'm back so speaking of this vivor website Uh literally has an alcohol this is where the teeth juicer is right this is where the teeth juicer is and the alcohol still Ooh. Uh, i found it while i was on while i was on my adventure uh it is two hundred dollars for a 7.9 gallon water alcohol distiller. It's yeah, stainless there you steel. Go. So there you go. But they actually do have like. And uh, if you water- need, I've still got that raccoon penis. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I think I might check this out. Like, 
not the alcohol still, but I think I might just check when he's out for the office. Cause like, this seems like a lot more, uh, they even do this place makes fucking everything. Paul, they have a Vivor yeah. inflatable water trampoline, 10 foot round inflatable water bouncer. Like how <laughs> is there possibly a company? You, that could, just... you could make your dental clinic. Unlike any other, just with, you know, you get on your bouncer, you drink your teeth juice. Like this is, you can be honest, something with with. I've really decided that I want to invent my own instrument. This is how I want to retire. Most people that I know that they have canopy awnings, awnings for you. <laughs> like, this place is just impressive. This is like the internet version of Walmart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, did you hear about fucking Portland WalMarts? No. Okay, so Walmart, excuse me, Portland is such a fucking shit show with like how bad it's gotten with like homelessness and crime and whatnot. And everyone's just stealing shit from Walmart. So Walmart, like, you know, like any other store, like they have some amount of budget for shrink. They expect things to get broken, things to get stolen, stolen. It's so bad in Portland with how much stuff is stolen from the Walmarts. They've decided it's not profitable to be there, so they're closing all the Walmarts in Portland. Because people steal from them too much. Isn't that that, insane? That place is literally... I just don't even know how to... I can't even handle Walmart. I can't even handle Walmart. I love Walmart. Uh, (laughs) Uh... Portland is just so it's gonna self-destruct. Yeah, it Let's is. Be honest. Yeah. Uh, I have some I've actually my previous hygienist, uh, or one of my previous hygienists in Portland was like, Oh, we'll never leave Portland. We love it here. Uh, they're moving to Texas, and the only thing I can think is that they were like, Yeah, this place kind of sucks. And it's so expensive. Yeah. I wonder how loud these are. There's a steam pure moist economic manual fill water distiller. So I was I was looking for like questions on Reddit to like answer because I didn't know how long you would be gone. I was just scrolling and I was reading that one answering that one as i was scrolling i found this one it's just called doc stabbed hook into my teeth (laughs) (laughs) that's like half of our job stabbing a hook and you see they uh they explored something and the person felt pain when he jabbed his cavity basically it's just like it sounds like you know his the way he puts it is like the Dennis was a deranged pirate that came at him with a hook. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of funny. That is funny. Uh, is yeah. that as far as that one went? Because I kind of want to talk about that one. Uh, talk about it. Yeah, there's a the person's just like, it basically, uh, long story short, the, the dentist did an exam. Uh, he, he you know jabbed his tooth with a hook, and he's saying that the dentist gave him the cavity. With the hook. It's like, Perfect. that's not how it even works. That's right on par. I don't I don't know what else I need to say. Yeah. That's what I do. I had a patient not come back because I poked him. 
Yeah. Well, you're not. What was that thing like? Uh, what teacher was saying like you don't you don't like you don't jab the kid. You know, like we used to look for a stick. Don't don't look for a stick. Yeah, don't do that because you might cause a cavity where there isn't one. I'm like, mm -hmm, okay. Yeah. No. Don't okay. poke things with the drill. Yeah. <laughs> don't poke the. Yeah. Oh, I had like such a weird one. Like I did. And I was in one of those things where I was super nice. There was a tooth that it probably needed a crown, but it was supposing a denture. So I did like a giant ass fucking filling. And, you know, it was a pain in the ass and yada, yada, yada. And I, I did it. And I think it did it in Fuji. And it came out like really nice. I was really proud of it. I was very happy. And then mm -hmm. the patient called uh, like the next day and they were complaining that the filling was sharp and it was cutting their tongue and blah, blah. They had the sore. And I was like, you know, I, it was one of those ones that I remember looking at it and been like, man, this is a good looking fucking filling. So I was surprised on that. So anyway, I got them back in. And sure enough, they had this sore on their tongue. And I'm looking at it. And like, I'm looking at the filling. The filling looks fucking great. And I'm like kind of checking their bite. And the, the sore lines up perfectly with the... Uh, you know, their premolar region. This was like first molar I did. They fucking bit themselves while they were numb. Uh-huh. So yep. that was what, what it was. It had nothing to do with the filling. Yep. 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 Don't chew on yourself. I usually am like really good about telling people not to chew on themselves when I do kid stuff. But uh, yeah, it didn't occur to me. But when you're an adult, you should probably... No, not to yeah. chew on yourself. This is an interesting one because I don't know why it's in here. If you were gifted $10,000 right now, what would you use it for? Why is this in dental? I have no fucking idea. Hmm. I give you ten grand right now. What do you do? It's hard, Paul. You put it towards your student loans, right? Like a no. responsible adult. No, it's hard because, like, I don't know. Being in being in dental, we're lucky enough that we make good money. So, and I want to make ten thousand dollars seem like it's insignificant because it's a significant amount of money. But I can't really. Yeah, well, it's not like enough to like buy a car. It doesn't really yeah. change. Like your base levels on payments because our student loan payments it's like you throw 10 grand at them it doesn't change anything yeah you're like oh cool, um, number didn't move although it is um, it is enough for a really good ce so that's probably what i would do yeah i mean well i don't know honestly i'd probably take a vacation somewhere that would probably be because for like 10 grand you can have a really awesome yeah. vacation somewhere yeah that is that that's is probably fast. What I would do, because like I don't know, I don't want to sound spoiled. Like ten grand is a lot of money. I don't. It just yeah, that's what, that's what you get if you win chopped, it's yeah. chopped money right there. And then I can't. Yeah, I think travel. I think you. I think you did good because I, I yeah. kind of at the end of the year, I sort of want to take him and Kate to, uh, the Harry Potter land. Yeah, we're talking about because there's like a week that our. Uh, daycare's closed right before Christmas, and we're kind of talk we're talking about doing a warm vacation somewhere. Nice. Um, I don't really know what that's, that's around when, be we're, when we're talking about too. 
I was just yeah. thinking uh, California because it's easy. Yeah, I don't really want to do like I don't know. I don't really want to do Mexico because I don't really trust taking the boys to another country and having to go through customs yeah, with them and all like the crap that. Like that sounds like a lot. Although, I don't think of really cute little passport photo. Yeah, right. But like maybe like yeah. Hawaii would be okay because. I mean, that's just a seven-hour flight with two 18-month-olds, so that's just going to be terrible enough. But Yeah, I was like, that's why California, I was like, it's a super short flight, you know, to go yeah. to fucking Disneyland and wander around. It's just, I don't know, the other part of it is like, I know he wouldn't remember anything, so it's, it's more like just us taking him somewhere that we just want to go. Great. Um what do you you do you know what autoclaves you have? Um, I just bought a new bigger one that's better, and this is like so like we. Should, <laughs> I was like, should I just start texting Melissa? Melissa, you know all this stuff about the sterile. Yeah. Because uh, we use uh, Medmark for pretty much everything. That sounds right. I think that's what we use. But do they name theirs like M1, M7, yeah, stuff like that? Yep. Yeah, that's what we have. Yeah. So, but Tutnauer is another one that I've used in the past that seems decent. I'm really just curious how well these. Are. Sorry, I'm off on a tangent. You're on a tangent. That's all right. Our, I wrote we'll in with in our dental school wants to know what is the hardest class in dental school, Ryan? All of them. <laughs> oh, wow, dude. Um, really? I would say it's probably Opath, yeah? Or is I that just, just me? No, I didn't really think that. There's just so much. I mean, it. well, to be fair, by the time we got to Opath, I just didn't care anymore. I just yeah, yeah, like, I didn't care anymore. There. We're <laughs> all the same because I didn't listen to anything at all, ever. Yeah, I just wanted to pass so that I could get my degree. By the time we were in Opath, like third or fourth year or whatever that was. Um, yeah, I also like. I think Opath, we had uh, that the, the way that it was taught wasn't super engaging, so it was really hard for me to I just. Think pro probably, honestly, our our uh, whatever they called those our <sighs> or uh, whatever they called those. Yeah, our biological sciences or whatever they were like the full body stuff oh integrated um, biosciences yeah there we go I knew I was yeah. close. uh that was probably the hardest for me just because it was like i well it's important for me to probably understand how the kidney works i don't care fuck. because <laughs> i'm not becoming a real doctor well, i'm not gonna put a filling in it i don't yeah. want to know about it <laughs> yeah so if it pretty much didn't pertain to stuff that kept me from getting in trouble with the board of dentistry, I really didn't care. So, you no, know, if I start fair. working on, if I start working on kidneys, then the board's probably gonna be like, Hey man, that's really not in your purview. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I just, that and like the reproductive like, the classes, went far. like embryology and the reproductive classes, I just really didn't care. So I think that those were the hardest because I was just so unengaged in them. Like knowing the electrical potentials of cardiac cells like that makes zero difference for me in my daily life. 
So I would say integrated biosciences. Final answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's and it was just legal. so vast, covering the entire body in a term, like. Yeah, exactly. It was the rate that we went through that was just mind-boggling. It's just a yeah. just a lot, just yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh, no, I actually pharmacology hands down hardest class in dental school. I take that back. Yeah, I guess a lot of people say far. I just had that farm background, so I I don't know. I still like yeah, farm. I didn't. That was retardedly hard, yeah. and I really didn't enjoy it. Um, I just like I was drugs. dating a pharmacy student at the same time, and my. You yeah, should have just had her wear a little cowboy hat and go take the test for you. Yeah, and she was like, why are you learning this? Like, you don't need to learn this. Um, she's like, I'm not even learning this. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah, she's like, these drugs aren't used anymore. Why are you? Why are they teaching you about this? Um, yeah. yeah, no, that was, that was by far the... Uh, that was the hardest course uh <laughs> i'm still just in the background mindlessly scrolling right and every now and then yeah. i come across a gem such as my teeth squeak when i chew and it's bothering my wife what can i do about this is it is this the same guy that has the bad breath <laughs> it might be the gingivitic <laughs> individual. The gingivitic yeah. Yeah. yeah, our wife told your wife can, told us about you. Can that be the name for this podcast for this episode? The gingivitic <laughs> husband. The gingivitic husband, yeah. <laughs> it's either that or something to do with butt plugs. And I think gingivitic <laughs> husband sounds better. <laughs> uh what, what's the thing? Like if it squeaks, you add WD forty, and if it rattles you add duct tape isn't that like a thing i don't know you can fix anything with duct tape and wd for you yeah 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 just like a flow chart like put some jb weld on your teeth yeah there you go jb weld on your teeth that's i think that's that's a great idea all this here the squeak and the gingivitis paul this website has a category that is water distillers for other countries what does that even mean? Oh, they've got plugs for like EU. That no. makes more sense. Because water <laughs> distilling is different over there. Like. Yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's different. Uh, have you had uh, the chance to, to watch anything or do oh anything? God, yeah, what, what are you doing? Or what? Maybe the better thing is what are you. Because uh, your kids don't watch anything. What do you like? Play music and stuff. What do you play your kids? Ooh, yeah, I play a lot of music. Pretty much, if I'm home, there's noise going on. Uh, it drives yeah. my wife nuts. We try to do. We try to limit TV because they say screen time under two is not the yeah, best. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, but um, when everybody was sick on Saturday, I watched. Maybe this was last week. It might have been last Monday when I was home with them. I don't know. Um, I watched the Metal Murders. Uh, which is wild because that's going on right now. Like the trial just concluded. Um, so that was really good. If you haven't watched it, um, I don't know. if What's that on? It's on Netflix. I don't know if you're murder oh. people, but it's about this. Oh, yeah. uh, Caitlin's murder people. This, this family in South Carolina, that like their life is just wild. 
Um, so anyways, yeah, that's a good one. Um, what else did I watch last week? Uh, I watched this really stupid thing yesterday called Shot in the Dark. Uh, and it's about these, um, these journalists in LA that their entire job is to go capture like the video for news stories and sell it to the news outlets. Huh. So it's like a reality thing about their like daily life and like all the drama that happens between yeah, the companies. Was, there was a it. show, a movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, somebody, the Nightcrawler. Yeah, that was it was like a movie about that. Yeah. yeah, but this is like it's like reality TV. It was really yeah, dumb, yeah, yeah. but like you're like holy crap! Like I didn't even. I found myself thinking like being a kid, like going to Disneyland, like driving around in LA or whatever. I never thought to myself like there's someone driving around with a camera just waiting for someone to die. Yeah, to film them and sell it. Like, and that's how they yeah. like. I just think there's. We ended up in dentistry, but there are like so many careers out there. Careers, what works? <laughs> was that uh, bitter jealousy that I just detected? Yeah, just there are like that. so many yeah, things right. out there where like I don't know. Here just, we are working on these little fucking mouth stones. Like yeah. you could be out driving around with a camera. Yeah, here I am drilling this bacteria out of somebody's mouth, but like there's some dude like driving around with a camera in his car, like oh. There's a car underneath a semi-trailer. Better film that. Like, yeah. just wild. Um, so I watched that. What else have I watched recently? Um, uh, we're watching The Last of Us, and we're about to watch The Mandalorian, so we're in a Pedro Pascal thing, it seems like. Yeah. I, uh, I watched 28 Days Haunted. Typically not a paranormal. Uh, person, but 28 Days Haunted was very interesting, I thought. Kind of dumb. And you could tell where like a lot of it could be staged. Um, but it's about these three teams of people, and there's like this theory that if you can spend 28 days in a haunted place, um, then the veil between um, the living and the non-living like becomes incredibly thin to where like you can actually communicate with them. So they went through this huh. these 28-day cycles and um, you know, I expect that if it was real and none of this was staged, that like some of the people would have tapped out, but like they all made it and like all cured these places of being haunted. Um, but it was pretty comical to like watch them get terrified and, um, and you know, like don't know how much they know going in, but they were all like within the first couple of days able to, the psychics or whatever were able to assess why the like the story behind why this place was haunted. And I'm like, that doesn't really seem realistic, but uh, yeah, that was one of my assistants the other day asked me if I've watched uh, Outer Banks. Have you watched Outer Banks? No, I've heard of it. It didn't like, there's like a new season or something. of it. Yeah. There's on. a new season that just came out. Yeah. Um, uh Oh, we're probably going to have to end soon. He's waking back up. He's going to need a feed. Yeah, no worries. I got to I gotta feed here soon, too. But that's pretty much all that I've been watching. There's a new season of Alone out, uh, so I'm kind of trying to... Oh, nice. We were so that. bummed last weekend. Did you hear that there's this movie it's called Cocaine Bear? No. We were super excited. So this is a true story. 
there's this like drug plane thing and like you know their plane was gonna get i don't know boarded however the fuck they had to dump their cocaine i don't remember why so they dumped the cocaine in this like bale of cocaine landed in the forest and this bear came across it and it ate the bale of cocaine and then it Mm. freaked out and then it died that's the true story and some museum found it and stuffed it this like crazed bear it like humped a bunch of trees or something i don't know but in this reimagining of that story directed and written by elizabeth banks uh it goes on a cocaine fueled rampage of death and destruction and i really wanted to watch this movie with jensen because you know he's Mm -hmm. He's almost three months old. This is the perfect time to watch a movie called Cocaine Bear with my son. And he is um, going to understand all of it. Exactly. It wasn't on streaming. Like he was only in theaters, which is a bold move, Elizabeth Banks. Um, but so we couldn't watch it. I, I, although I sort of wanted to take him to a movie theater to watch a movie called Cocaine Bear, just because it'd be funny to buy the tickets. <laughs> like that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. It was two, please. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah, have the infant pricing for cocaine? <laughs> really, he's just going to sit on my lap, so. Yeah, he doesn't uh, need his own chair. I feel he's like fine. we need to take better advantage of babysitters. Like that would go a long way in our world. We we took uh, took advantage of babysitter. So. Yeah, yeah we did. Uh, we, we had his... Uh, would it be his great aunt? Yeah, his great aunt and his great grandma watch him, and we went and did like a paint and sip uh, for Valentine's Day. So that's like the only time we've had a babysitter and got out and done done something. And we're talking about um, in a couple weekends going to the Oregon Cheese Festival and maybe doing mm. something like that too. Where is that at? Uh, Central Point. Mm. Come on down. It's the 11th and 12th. Next weekend. Yeah, I guess that is next weekend. Huh. 11th and 12th Oregon Cheese Festival. Yeah, yeah. They Sponsored be... by, I think, Rogue Creamery. Hmm. Yeah, Maybe so I... we we've just been trying to, like, uh, Kate and I, like, do, like, some kind of date thing uh, once a month because uh, it's been so, you know, through the pregnancy and everything else, like, we've sort of, like, haven't done stuff so it's like oh we need to get, do, do something outside of normal just once a month and you know be people enjoy each other yeah. right now I feel like we just throw a baby at each other and be like I'm taking a nap watch the demon but he's Dude. usually pretty good I just got a notification that my my computer in my office signed on to team viewer Oh, that's weird. Might have just been running maintenance or some weird thing. Yeah. Okay, I want to read this one to you. I'm going to let you answer it, and then we're going to call this good. Okay. When the dentist used the drill to eliminate the cavities, he is spraying it to other teeth. My dentist put the rubber dam after drilling the teeth, so all the particles with cavities were sprayed in my mouth. Could I get more cavities? I read that cavities are contagious. I'm freaking out about this. Hmm. 
And this is this is when you just realize that other people don't understand microbiology. No, I don't. But it's fine. Yeah, uh, it's like the the bacteria is in your mouth already. <laughs> like Listerine. It's in your yeah, right. Well, Listerine, Listerine, you gingivitic fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you're good. Like, there's no. Yeah, you're good. The no, rubber no dance just for fucking isolation so he can keep your tooth dry to bond the filling. It has nothing to do with cavity removal. Mm, I should probably start using more rubber dams. I use them for endo. Mm hmm. Yep. I have the purple one that has a built in frame. I like it. It's one last thing I have to put on the patient because I don't have to deal with the frame. Oh, so it's already on a frame? Yeah, it's been built in a little like hard plastic white mm. frame thing. They're a little bit more expensive, obviously. Um, but it's nice. It's a nice thick thing. It works, works pretty you, good. How do you take an x-ray if you need to take an x-ray while you're working if you do that? What do you mean? Like, I the, take... The frame is just built into the rubber dam, so it's not any bigger than that. And it's just like... So you just slip your like sensor hard, behind it? Yeah, just, I always take the it's frame still off when I take an X-ray. All that good stuff. Yeah. I always take it. I always take the frame off when I take an X-ray. So, yeah, yeah. This, this is still. It's like it's like a pseudo frame. It holds the rubber dam tight, but it's not like you can't move it out of your way. Yeah, yeah. Also, my assistants take the X-ray, so whatever they do works somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how it works. I know I get an image, and I go, "That image looks good." Yeah, I did. I, that looks like a thing I did. I'm happy with it. Yeah. yeah. That looks like a file on a tooth. <laughs> I don't Brilliant. take file pictures very often. I'm really fucking up if I took a next uh, file picture. Yeah. Uh, what? Say that again. I said I'm really, I'm really lost if I'm taking a file picture when I'm. Doing endo. Oh, do you just do do it at like cone fit? Yeah, so I don't. I typically don't take my first X-ray until I have fully instrumented and I have sealer on my gutta percha oh, before I sear nice. it off because I do single fill. So I normally get to yeah. that point where because I was taking them before and then I'd put my sealer in and then for whatever reason I'd end up short and I was like, well, this isn't work so i started putting my sealer on my cone and then i'll take an x-ray and if it looks good then i'll just fill it because the worst thing i have to do is run my file down it again to get all the mm. sealer out but yeah hmm. seems to work for me yeah i tend to do like basically a like i'll, I'll open i'll just find everything i'll throw some quick files down in there just sort of around where i want working life just to make sure that i'm in all the right places i guess yeah. because it might be a little and then I do a cone fit one. I mean, that's fine. I mean, whatever works for you. If it's working for yeah. you, I'm not saying you're I'm not, I'm not judging you or saying you're doing it wrong. Well, a lot of times, like, you know, I never really go back and I think about the process, you know, of what, what I'm doing. It's like, I, I'm doing this because I did it the time before I did it and I did it the time before that. Is there any purpose to that x ray, really? Like, I know I'm in the canals. Well, as long as your EAL verifies that you're at the apex, like, you don't really. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you trust your EAL. Yeah, and I, I mean, I do. Yeah. 
I, I mean, mean I, I would still take an errant one, like if it's a non-routine, like if it's a weird one, like having difficulty with it. Team seems like you need more X-rays. Like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. 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 Huh. Well, sweet. Well, food for thought. Well, food dude, this was this was great. We went for hour forty-five. Yeah, I was. Uh, my wife has walked here twice. Oh, like, what are you um, doing? I went away from the uh, the document, but another thing, uh, people want us to have more guests. I've uh, got yeah, actually. A, uh, you should talk to Taylor. Yeah, I'm um, I've got uh, Alexis, um, who uh, she runs a DA program at a college, Ooh. which I thought would be a cool kind of person to talk to you. Cool. Taylor has been texted. Sweet. Yeah, set set something up. Uh, Pretty much after eight or around eight, it's usually pretty good for me. Yeah, the dentist on Boone's Ferry is also down to G1. Yeah, um, her social media game is on fire. So I'd love to talk yeah. to Miss Carly. Um, I could probably. Uh, I think we should also do a gorilla cast where we just get on and we throw this link in our group chat and see if someone else gets on with us. Oh, yeah. Well, I know people that will. Um, uh, I think that Brian Wojan would probably be a good one because he's done oh. in IHS. Um, yeah. So he's just had a very different experience and he's always a a riot to talk to. So I think that he would be a fun one to get on here, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He would be good yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, send some messages, uh, try to shoot some times or whatnot. And I think we should, we should do this again for sure. I think I'd right. like to get back into the like guesty guests. I think so. People are tired of hearing our voices is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I, uh, I've actually, uh, it's funny, like, cause I don't know, sometimes I get the email and I feel like people are trying to be nice it basically is like, where's Ryan? Can we get Ryan back? <laughs> like, you're funny and stuff, but, but like, can we get Ryan? Uh, sweet. All right. Well, you know what'd be great, Ryan. We'll put a list together for the the those of you that are tired of hearing, um, hearing our voices. Red. All right. We'll take it easy, right. dude. Yeah, you too. Nice. Hold up. I think my dick got stuck. Slow down. So can't get it up. Want me to fucking embust or nothing? You gotta stick a finger in my butt. You can trap. Play with your tears. Go ahead. And make my balls a little bit. If you want my dick inside of your muff, then you gotta stick a finger in my butt. Met a girl named Sally at the local pub. Not gonna lie, she was a big fat tub. Back to the place and they messed around. Couldn't get up, so we couldn't get down. Slow down, just can't get it up. Want me to fucking embust nothing? You gotta stick a finger in my butt. You can try play with your tears. Go ahead and lick my balls a little bit. If you want a dick inside your mouth, then you gotta stick a finger in my butt. Miss Ali became good friends. Call me up next night and say it. Before I get back home, be a good boy, clean out your butthole. Hold up, I think my dick got stuck. Slow down, cause I can't get it up. Want me to fucking embust nothing? You, you gotta stick a finger in my butt. You can try, play with your tears. Go ahead, and lick my balls a little bit. If you want my dick inside your mouth, then you gotta stick a finger in my butt. You gotta stick a finger in my butt.